Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, the People's Sportscast, Alex Anderson, talking about Yankee baseball. Last night, the Yankees played a doubleheader against the Chicago White Sox, and they avoided getting swept in the three-game series overall and in the doubleheader. Thankfully, thanks to the young man, Randy Vasquez, who picks up his first Major League Baseball win, and it was a Glaber day as he hit a two-run shot, and Billy McKinney hit his first Yankee home run for the 3-0 final score victory. I will be getting into both games, as well as the upcoming series against the Boston Red Sox. But first, I have to talk about my other disgust for how the Yankee offense has been playing since they got back from a six-game road trip in which they went 4-2 and two against the Seattle Mariners and the LA Dodgers. We all know, all rise, Aaron Judge, Yankee captain Aaron Judge, excuse me, is on the IL for 10 days at minimum. And the Yankees' offense has struggled. And it is inexcusable that the Yankee offense has struggled because the Chicago White Sox are not a dominant team. And the Yankees had the audacity to lose two of the three games. And they were all close. Tuesday, 3-2. Obviously, Wednesday was postponed due to the Canadian wildfire smoke that enveloped or blanketed much of New York City, or all of New York City, excuse me. And then we had the doubleheader. The Yankees salvaged the second game 3-0, but they lose the first game 6-5. But first, I will get into the second game of the doubleheader. Because Randy Vasquez held it down. He goes five and two-thirds innings, zero earned runs, three Ks, and one walk. He pitched two-hit ball up into the sixth inning, again picking up his first Major League Baseball win, which is great. Glaber Torres hit a two-run home run in the fourth inning for his 10th home run of the season. However, he is not off the hook as of yet. And Billy McKinney hits his first home run with the New York Yankees as well. So Bronx Bombers continuing to do what they do best, putting the ball in the stands. Excuse me. Uh, Thankfully, again, about that air quality, Wednesday's game was postponed by Major League Baseball due to the air quality. Uh, According to website IQ Air, the air quality was graded at 142 before the doubleheader began and was at 135 when the nightcap game had started. An AQI ranging from 105 to 150 is considered unhealthy for sensitive groups. Low knowledge out there in case people, you know, because obviously with global warming and climate crisis, which the media doesn't want to address by the proper words, acting like these Canadian wildfires are just random when there was over a hundred of them up in the area. People need to get updated and familiar with Google Earth so you can really see 
how close Canada is to New York State and New York City. I remember last year there were wildfires in California that the wind, the smoke made its way over to New York City. You know, you'll realize how small the planet is when we have issues like that. And the big corporations are all to blame. My apologies for my digression, but Major League Baseball is a billion-dollar corporation. It's an entity. You don't think MLB has a role to play while they promote these MasterCard commercials talking about ALS and cancer? What about the planet? Have you ever given thought about what it costs, what it takes to run a stadium, how much energy is used in Yankee Stadium? So those grills and those beers and that food could be hot and those lights over the stadium, you don't think that contributes? So while during the All-Star Game in Seattle where everybody's waving a MasterCard logo for someone they know who has cancer, let's not circumvent the fact that all the corporations, all the capitalism is the cause of this. The earth will continue to move on. I can't say the same for mankind at this point. Anyway, back to the game. Randy Vasquez again making his second major league start. He gave a single to Jimenez, putting runners at first and second in the first, but then he retired the next 15 hitters. And then he was lifted with two on and two outs in the sixth. And I definitely want to give props to the young man, Ron Maranacio, who held it down in the bullpen, pitching two and two-thirds innings, straight dominating the White White Sox lineup, excuse me. So that is a thing of beauty. And of course, again, young man, Brian McKinney, who uh, from what I was watching and reading, they said that he was like a highly drafted pick and was supposed to be a superstar and has found himself being a journeyman but hey the only thing that matters is that he found himself in the Bronx with the Yankees pinstripe pride the power of the pinstripes as again he hits his first Yankee home run and Clay Holmes got the three outs for his seventh save as the Yankees not only avoided a three-game sweep but the Yankees have yet to be swept this season. I will take it. And uh, there was some girl band uh, by the name of Espa who threw out the first pitch for the second game. Hopefully I'm saying it right. It's A-E-Spa. So is it Espa or A-Spa? So they're out here in New York City uh, releasing their new album. It's funny, it's a mini album too. I never knew that there was such a thing as a mini album. It only has six songs called My World featuring their new hit single, Spicy. I gave it a play before I actually made this podcast episode. Pretty cool stuff. I'm going to see if they have a video because uh, I don't know where they're from. So I don't want to geographically say that they're one thing when they're not but I'll check out the video see what they got going on but now it's time to critique the Yankees in the first game which they lost 6-5 thanks to 
Luis Severino and Michael King giving up four home runs, three of them by Severino, one by Michael King that turned a 5-4 lead into a 6-5 loss in game one of the doubleheader. And yes, I could get into Michael King giving up the two-run shot, but I am here to drag Luis Severino over hot coals. On the road trip, he gave up six runs in the first inning to the Dodgers. He comes back to the Bronx. He goes five innings, six hits, four earned runs. Again, three home runs, two walks, and six Ks. And then post-game, he has his child at the podium with him. Number one, the kid is too big to be sipping from a baby bottle. Get that kid a sippy cup. And my second issue is with Severino, who at this point, I got to see what his contract looks like, but I'm ready for the Yankees to move on from him. I've had enough of seeing Severino. Like, I don't want him on the team anymore, honestly. I'm done. Because you have Randy Vasquez holding it down in his, picking up his first MLB win, throwing a two-hitter, Again, over five and two-thirds inning. And here's Severino pretty much being batted all over Yankee Stadium. I'm not seeing any dominance whatsoever. But my also, also my issue with the Yankees in this 6-5 loss was how lackluster the lineup is. In this 6-5 loss, Willie Calhoun had three of the five runs for the Yankees. Because in this game, Glaber Torres, Anthony Rizzo, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMayu, 0 for 15 with three walks in the loss. The rest of the lineup, 9 for 20, three doubles, a triple, a home run, and a walk. And again, three of the five runs came off the bat of Willie Calhoun. Heading into game two, DJ LeMayu, nine for his last 62. He wasn't in the doubleheader. Neither was Stanton. Rizzo, one for his last 19. I thought DJ LeMayu was supposed to be the machine. It looks like the Yankees have potentially, once again, been swindled out of their hard-earned money. You know, because on social media, oh, the Yankees must re-sign DJ LeMayu at all costs. Well, he got his $80 million. Why is his bat not speaking up to earn that money? And when I look at the Yankees who are getting paid this season, Stanton 32, and mind you, these numbers are in the millions, okay? Stanton 32, Josh Donaldson 21, Anthony Rizzo 17, LeMayu, 15 million. Glaber Torres, arbitration, 9.9. But at the end of the day, Glaber Torres always acts like he wants to be a Yankee and he can't understand why fans turn against him. But then he goes on these horrible streaks where he's not hitting anything. And it's tiring. Year after year after year after year. The same nonsense. Meanwhile, you have Willie Calhoun earning only $750,000, who, 
who was literally carrying the Yankees last night while the big bats go silent. I'm not a fan of that at all. So, most notably again, Volpe, 8 for his last 66. Torres, 2 for his last 24. Rizzo, 1 for his last 19. I don't think Anthony Rizzo understands his role with the Yankees. Anthony Rizzo was brought in to be, you know, to lead with his bat and the plays he makes at first base. He wasn't just brought here to be the best friend to Yankee captain Aaron Judge. He has a job to do, and he's not doing his job as far as I'm concerned. And honestly, the absence of Aaron Judge has exposed the Yankees and this lineup that these guys have all been riding the coattails of Yankee captain Aaron Judge, who is clearly worth his nine-year, $360 million deal. Does anyone else plan on stepping up in the absence of Aaron Judge? Lord. Another sidebar stat comment. With the 3-0 victory, the Yankees record their fourth shutout of the season. Hip, hip, hooray, I say. So now, I have to prepare to move on because tonight starts a three-game set against the hated, racist, reviled Boston Red Sox who are currently one game below 500. They're 31 and 32. The Yankees are 37 and 27. The Yankees did not do the job that they were supposed to do against the Chicago White Sox. Who, again, after this series, you know, they're 28 and 36. The Yankees, they were averaging, giving up nearly six to seven earned runs a game. And the Yankees were struggling. And the one thing that I do know is that the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, one of the greatest rivalries in Major League Baseball, if not North American sports, is that no matter how far down they may be, the Boston Red Sox will always find a way to be a thorn in the Yankees side. And I need for the New York Yankees to step up and stomp out the goddamn Boston Red Sox. And especially in particular last night when the freaking Cleveland Guardians stomped them out 10-3 final score as Jose Ramirez hits three home runs for his first career three home run game and they stomped them out 10-3. The Tampa Bay Rays have been kicking around the Boston Red Sox like the garbage cans that they are. Come on. Like, this is ridiculous. We need the Yankees to step the F up. Plain and simple. Good Lord. It's like, you know, I look at this stuff and it's like, Thankfully, the plus side is that now that we have the new rules by Major League Baseball, the typical Yankee game will not take over three or nearly four hours. The game should be done 
hopefully at a decent time. <laughs> Quite hilarious. When, and when I checked the standings, yeah, the Red Sox are in dead last. They've lost two in a row. They're three and seven over their last 10 games. I expect the Yankees sweep, honestly. Nothing else, because too much money has been spent on this goddamn lineup. There's no reason why the Yankees should find themselves struggling against the Boston Red Sox. Because Chris Sale, he's not around. He's done for. Again, no excuses. I don't care who the Yankees have to put up. Well, today, tonight, excuse me, it will be ace pitcher Garrett Cole who will be pitching for the New York Yankees. And Cole hasn't exactly been all that great against the Red Sox as a member of the New York Yankees. Career-wise, he's 7-5 with an ERA of 4.69. In 17 appearances in the regular season and playoffs against the Red Sox in his career. But when I look at his overall record as a Yankee, it's it's more like five and three with like three no decisions. That's not good enough for someone who's getting paid the amount of money that Garrett Cole is getting paid. By the way, that's $36 million. So I need Garrett Cole to not cramp up. I need him to take to the mound. And I need minimum eight innings. Eight innings. Eight innings. The, the, the Red Sox, they're ravaged. They're desperate. They're hungry. Now is the time for the Yankees to put the nail in the coffin of their season. And they need to get it done starting tonight. Again, three-game set, the greatest rivalry in Major League Baseball, if not North American sports, starts tonight. And I think I do have something really quick for my in-closing. And that would be, as much as I hate them and would rather not talk about them, uh, hold on here, let me see. Only because it was trending and, you know, they, they too are garbage. So, the Braves swept the Mets. They rallied to beat them 13-10 in 10 innings. Albies hits a three-run homer for the Braves. And what I found interesting about this is that in this series, the Mets were up by at least three runs in each of the three games. Ah, yes, here we go. Here's the history. And this is why being a sports historian, I do what I do best. So, the Braves had trailed 9-5 and 10-7 after erasing three-run deficits in each of the first two games of the series. It marked the first time since moving to Atlanta in 1966 that the Braves won three straight games after trailing by three or more runs. <laughs> and what made it even funnier is that Buck Showalter talked about how good the Mets' performance was. 
The Mets have now dropped six in a row for the first time since August of 2019. They had won 122 consecutive games when leading after eight innings. Last time they were defeated was uh, at Washington on September 6, 2021. Excuse me. Wow. So the Mets are actually at 30 and 33. Three games under 500. Eight and a half games behind the first place Braves. They've lost seven straight and nine out of ten in Atlanta. And what's crazier is that in this loss, they rocked Spencer Strider. The Mets of all teams rock Spencer Strider but lose Strider went four innings eight hits eight earned runs with eight K's and the garbage ass trash ass Mets still found a way to lose that is hilarious yeah that's a pretty good in closing and it's a good in closing because after the Yankees get done with the Red Sox, they'll have a two-game Subway Series uh, immediately after that. So, yeah, I need the Yankees. You know, the, the month of June was supposed to start out for the Yankees way better than this. White Sox, Red Sox, Mets. Like, these are teams cruising for a bruising, needing and deserving a Bronx beatdown. So I don't need the Yankees to be struggling against these lackluster teams. Oh, sorry. Actually, after the three-game set against Boston, it's two in City Field for the Subway Series, and then they go to Boston for three games. Then they come back to New York for a three-game set against Seattle. So there's no reason why the Yankees should not come out 5-0. Three-game series against Boston, two-game Subway series. It's got to be 5-0. I expect nothing more, nothing less. Thank you, sports fans, very much for tuning in. Until next time, Lex Anderson signing out.